Hey everybody, thanks for joining us tonight on Heart to Heart. Hope you guys are having an awesome week. I know that we are. Had an awesome time of ministry in Nevada mm-hmm. and uh, was anxious to get back home and see you. And you're so pretty in pink. <laughs> That's a movie. Pretty in pink. This guy right here. All right. <laughs> well, Matching you. I know. That's so sweet. I did well, that all by myself. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, so, Heart to Heart. Live tonight, coming to you from Pastors Michael and Stephanie Rowan. If you don't know who we are, you need to know. Go to MichaelRowanMinistries.com. You can learn out all about us. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. <laughs> yes, if you are on Facebook Live right now, click the little share. It's in the bottom of your screen. Do it. Maybe host a watch party. You can tell us where you're watching from. We are monitoring this. You can ask questions throughout. Um, share it with your friends. Invite your friends to watch. If you're listening on our podcast, I know you can't see us. We're really cute. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You should check us out. (laughs) Um, YouTube, if you're watching, thanks for joining us on YouTube tonight and Roku TV on our Heart to Heart channel. Thank you so much for getting our channels. Awesome, awesome. So we're talking about relationships. And uh, last week we kicked off this brand new series on how to find the right partner, how to pick the right partner, all about compatibility. And we just as a small little couple of minute recap, uh, if you missed last week, because it ties so much into this week, we talked about uh, life is about partnerships. Mm-hmm. If you think of uh, marriage, you think of business, you think of serving God, your career, friendships, it's all about relationships. And we discussed how it's the second most important decision you'll ever make in your life. Obviously, the decision to serve Christ, to make Christ your personal Savior is paramount. But right behind that, the second most important decision you'll ever make. Yeah. Who you're going to pick to live the rest of your life with. Woo! And today's statistics show we are not making good choices. Uh, the divorce rate is up 250% since the 1940s. But nobody's ever taught us. And we discussed nobody's ever taught you how to choose a mate. You go to school to learn all kinds of trades. You yeah. go to school to learn all kinds of stuff. There are learning institutions and universities. You can learn how to do anything. You can get on YouTube. Uh, If you don't know how to fix a refrigerator, there's a tutorial on that. You can learn anything, but nobody ever says, hey, you need to learn the steps on how to pick a life partner. Uh, Everybody was just kind of thrown out there. And we talked about some people marry for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Some people marry the wrong people. Some people marry right, but they they don't do it at the right season of their life. And we talked about the two myths of finding love. Uh, Myth number one, tell them what it was. That God chooses your spouse for you. This is false. God does not choose your spouse for you. He gives you free choice, but he does guide you. He gives us through his word instruction. Uh, He leads us. He even tells us in his word, these are the type of people you should marry. Mm -hmm. These are the type of people you shouldn't marry. Uh, But he doesn't make the choice for you. It's your choice. And then secondly, we talked about how uh, the myth of there's only one person on the entire planet it's your perfect soulmate and there's nobody else this is also false it's very romantic yeah Uh, that's what they teach you in the movies that's what all the chick flicks show but it's just not biblical Uh, and we talk about it's not logical because of the domino effect Mm -hmm. you know uh, Stephanie was married before me I was married before her but we're married together now that's God's choice for our lives 
But if she would have married somebody else, then if I was her perfect soulmate, that messed up my life. If I married somebody else, she was my perfect soulmate. Then we married people and those people had perfect partners for their life. And then thousands and zillions of lives were destroyed over the years because everybody married the wrong person. So we see that that's just completely silly. Uh, it just doesn't work. So please understand there's no perfect match made in heaven. Bible doesn't teach that, uh, but the Bible does teach here are the type of people that you should marry. Uh, here are the type of people that you shouldn't marry. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. There are there are negotiables, there are non-negotiables, there are things that you need to look at. Single people tonight, you need to share this on all your friends' pages that are single yes. uh, because we could go downtown Dallas, you can go to Uptown, you can go to shops at Legacy, Legacy West. There's all kinds of places around here and the single scene is blowing and going and the nonsense that is going on in the single, the nonsense that's going on in the church world. It's ridiculous because people uh, often let their their feelings and their hearts and all those hormones that are rushing around out in the single scene overtake clear thinking uh, about who you should be with. So tonight we're going to cover two non-negotiables. These are things that you absolutely cannot ignore. You can't waffle on them, babe. You can't. Uh, you can't. You know, oh, God will wink at that one. Yeah. These are things he says in his word. And I know a lot of you guys, especially women, will make like your your list of, I've got to have these things in a spouse. And, you know, these are things I don't want in a spouse. And so when you're dating, you like check off, you know, your, your must-haves and your cannot-haves. But we're telling you tonight, number one and number two on must-have are being covered right now. So scratch out your old list if you have one of these. If you got an old list that says the guy yeah. needs to be 200 pounds, blue eyes, 6'2", slightly balding. He's taken, guys. <laughs> Sorry. All right, here we go. The first thing that you cannot negotiate with God about is you have to have spiritual compatibility. Yeah. Have to have spiritual compatibility. Uh, I want to share a scripture with you uh, that is so, so very important. Uh, and it's 2 Corinthians 6.14. And uh, it says this, stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. Okay, <laughs> no matter what version of the Bible you use, that's undeniable right there. And I'm not even halfway through the verse. Stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. Can right and wrong be partners? Can light have anything in common with darkness? Can a believer share life with an unbeliever? Uh, newsflash, no to all three of those questions. And then it ends by saying, do not unite yourself with an unbeliever. They are not fit mates for you. I don't know if he could have made it any clearer. I mean, that is, I mean, like... If you've ever been like, I don't know, can I date someone that believes differently than I do? Maybe God will let it. Maybe I can, maybe I can change his heart. Guys, it's right there. It couldn't be any clearer. Do not, do not unite yourself with an unbeliever. And like, then the New Living <laughs> says they are not fit mates for you. I didn't say that. The Word of God said that. So this is not rocket science. Uh, and you say, well, they may be great people, or, oh, he's got a lot of money, or, man, she's got this perfect body, or he's got such a good personality, she's got a great sense of humor. We just have all the same things that we like. It doesn't matter. You are literally headed for a heartbreak if you start a relationship with someone that you're not spiritually compatible with. They may be great people, but God is saying, you belong to me. 
and you are not free to marry an unbeliever. I, I didn't say that. God said that. Think about this. When I gave my heart to Christ, then I am now allowing him to be the dictator of my life. Uh, you know, th this is not a democracy. This is a dictatorship. I allow God to guide all my choices. So when I gave my heart to him, when you gave your heart to him, we no longer can just do whatever we want to do. God says, you're my property now. You belong to me. You can't just marry whoever you want to, right? Well, and, and when you make, we said that last week that you're going to make two, the most important decisions in your life is one, to choose Jesus and two, to choose your spouse. But if you if you are a believer, you chose Jesus, you are a follower, you know, you believe in God and Jesus, that is the number one thing that drives you every day. I know when I get up, it's a he's the first thing I think about. When we go to bed at night, constantly throughout the day, he's the one I talk to. And if Michael didn't believe in him and didn't have the faith in him, I don't, I, I honestly don't know how something that is that important to me and that fuels my very existence, I don't know how we would manage life on a daily basis because like if something is that important to me I want to share that I want to share my love for for Jesus I want to share my faith and so if my spouse doesn't have that belief then I'm, I'm having to hide a, a huge the biggest part of my life from him because, or you're having to minimize how important it is to you right. to appease them. And and typically, guys, when you um, you're in a relationship with an unbeliever, um, you know there's dark and light, and the darkness is going to take over. If you're having to diminish your faith um, to avoid conflict with your whoever you're dating, then chances are your faith is going to start to fade away too. And how, many, how many times do we see this? We talk to people in churches every weekend. I'm telling you guys, I'm not talking about every now and then or the majority of the time. Week after week after week, month after month after month, people will come to us in our crusades on the weekend saying, I'm really, really struggling because my spouse, uh, you know, isn't, isn't saved and mm -hmm. I go to church by myself and I'm, I'm the spiritual leader in my house. And I feel like it should be my spouse or, you know, or vice versa. And it just causes all kinds of problems. I want to ask you this question. And if you can answer it, then please, I dare you, post the answer in the comments, or you can inbox me. But let me ask you this. How could you give your life to someone to live for the rest of your life with who rejects the very most important thing in your life? Yeah. If you can answer that intelligently, I would love to hear the answer. But how can you commit your life to someone who absolutely rejects the very most important thing in your life? You can't do it. You're, you're headed for a, a heartache because you don't have spiritual oneness. Uh, both should be trying to grow in Christ. So if you're not both trying to grow in Christ, you are moving further and further away from one another. You've seen this many times, the old triangle deal. Mm, yeah. And there's a triangle and it's got the wife here, the husband here, and God here. And the graph shows that the, the more you move towards God, the closer you get, get together. together. But if you turn that thing upside down, you know, then it's going like this. So you, you just can't. You, you, you'll never have the emotional intimacy that God desires for you to have in your marriage. If you don't have spiritual compatibility, you won't have that emotional intimacy. Uh, you won't even have sexual intimacy. Let's just talk about it. Let's talk about sex, baby, for a minute. Okay. Right? Think about this. Why? Why wouldn't you not even have sexual intimacy? Because your spirits are you not are not united. Yeah. See, a lot of people look at you know sex, especially in again the dating world. It's a booty call. It's a one night stand. It's a hookup. 
And what people don't understand, especially you single folks, you are giving a piece of your spirit to that person. And so if you don't follow the, the same Lord, if you don't have the same spiritual compatibility, then your spirits aren't united. And newsflash, uh, sex isn't just about <laughs> feeling good. It's about uniting your spirits. So does this make sense now? We're not just talking about, oh, they go to church and I don't. We're talking about the bedroom. We're talking about your friendship. We're talking about your marriage covenant. None of them are going to, you know, flow like a well-oiled machine because you're not spiritually compatible. Yeah. Uh, Romans in chapter 1 and verse 12 says, I want us to help each other out. Help each other with the faith that we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. Well, how, how, how can your faith help one another if one of you don't have faith? <laughs> There's so many times in, in our marriage where we've gone through something or one of us is down or one of us has gotten bad, mood, bad moods. Well, that happens too, but bad news. And, you know, like let's say I'm down and I'm maybe a little depressed that day. Well, he can come back in, and cheer me up with, you know, faith and hope and, and scripture and we can pray together. But if not preaching to her, no, encouraging, yeah, encouraging me, lifting, edifying with, with the word. And if he wasn't a believer, then you know, like he couldn't, he couldn't. I don't think I could have anything to say that could feed your soul, yeah, because I'm not where you are. So I could say, oh, you know, they're there, <laughs> I can't. And there's, there's times you. in in marriage where. You know your faith may waver. One person's faith may waver. Maybe you've gone through a series of bad things and you're questioning God. Well, that's when your spouse, when you're equally yoked, is there to pick you up and and strengthen your faith and 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 help you during that time. But if the person you're with, you're married to, is an unbeliever, then they can't do that. That's why the Bible talks about you know a cord of three strands. You can't be broken if you've got God and your spouse. You know it's inter intertwined, and you you know you you can't break that. It's strong and it's strength, but you know, other if you don't have that, then you know a cord of two strands. I, mm. I don't know. I can break that. You snap that. Yeah. You work out. Work out. But you know, honestly, I'm not just sharing life with her. I, I'm sharing my faith with you. I'm sharing the most important thing in my life, which is Jesus Christ, and we share that together. And so, if the Bible clearly says, we just read it in Romans, share your faith with one another. I can't share something with her if she doesn't possess it. You know, and so. Uh, Side note, don't even date an unbeliever. We're, we're talking about spending life together and marrying an unbeliever. Don't even date an unbeliever. And some of you are going, oh, what do you mean? Uh, why? Because you might fall in love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're out there just dating for fun, especially uh, if you're out of your teen years, if you're in your 20s and 30s, and we were just listening to a statistic today that now more than ever, people are waiting to 29, 30 early 30s to even get married. So people are waiting longer and longer and longer. But a lot of people are out there and they're dating unbelievers. What for? What, what, what goal do you have? Obviously, dating someone means you're developing a relationship with somebody and ultimately could fall in love and, and live a wonderful life together. Why would you even start something that yeah. you can't finish? And I think a lot of people have the missionary dating, like I will change him or I will change her. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I feel like even then, one, the, the likelihood is they're gonna bring you down. One. I've been in ministry 30 years. I can probably count on one hand how many times someone's dated an unbeliever and changed them. Go ahead. 
but it, but then second, I feel like, so let's say, you know, you are a grounded, been a Christian for years and years and years, you have incredible faith, and then you, you switch this baby believer who's infantile, you're still not equally yoked. There's, and I have, we meet so many people who, who that's happened to, or when they got married, they were both believers, but one was just way more spiritually grounded. Right. And there always was a battle between them of, you know, oh, well, sh- they feel like they're superior in their faith and they try to preach to me and help me grow. You, you really need to not only both be believers, but I feel like you need to be a, at a similar level of depth even in your beliefs. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But so uh, marrying an unbeliever, absolutely just not negotiable. I mean, the Bible says don't do it. Now we're talking about don't even date an unbeliever because you could fall in love. Now I've had people tell me, but when we get married, they'll change. Okay, let's see how that works out, (laughs) okay? Because there's a lot of people out there that promise the world to a, a guy or a girl and then seal the deal. And uh, and I guys, I used to be really soft on this. In my younger years of ministry, babe, you know, people come to me and say, well, you know, but I love him. And, you know, he's we've got this, we've got that. It just seems like everything's perfect. But pastor, there's just this one thing that they're not, they're not saved. And I used to like not want to hurt their feelings and pop their bubble. Mm-hmm. But can I tell you after Years and years and years of seeing failed marriages after failed I'm talking, guys, not a few, not dozens, hundreds in my ministry. Hundreds of marriages have fallen apart, disintegrated, and so I've changed now. It's all about tough love. If someone comes to me, I don't care if it's the most wonderful person in the world. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Do not do it. Marrying an unbeliever, biggest mistake of your life. (laughs) So if you want to... If you want to text us, email us, go to the ministry or comment on here and say, but you just don't understand. I I don't. No, I don't understand because it's the biggest mistake of your life. The national survey says now that over half marriages end in divorce. We live in a culture today where if you've been married seven years or longer, you're in the top like 6% of marriages in America. They're falling apart left and right. But check this out. When a couple attend church together, when a couple pray together, when a couple read their Bible together, are you ready for this? It drops to one out of every 1,105. So what does that say? You've got marriages falling apart, over half the marriages in America end in divorce, but when they did the survey of couples that shared faith, attended the house of God, prayed and read their Bible together, one out of every almost, one out of every over 1,100 uh, that says something, folks. And so uh, now, what if some of you are saying, but, well, great, thanks, guys. This has been really encouraging tonight. I'm already married to an unbeliever. What do I do? I'll tell you what you do. You love that person. You love that spouse like Jesus Christ does, and you pray every single day for their salvation. Because regardless of what you may think, That is not a mistake that you made. We covered that a couple of weeks ago. If you're married to an unbeliever, and you're like, oh, great, biggest mistake of my life. Well, when you did, it was. But now that you're with them, that's God's design for your life. That's your soulmate now. That's what God wants for your life. So you pray, and you believe, and you believe. So you got to have spiritual compatibility. What's the second thing, babe, that that is absolutely non-negotiable? You have to have life purpose. Life compatibility. Per- absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you got to have spiritual compatibility and then second, life purpose compatibility. Look at Amos chapter 3 and verse 3. It says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? 
<laughs> that's pretty good. Can two people walk together and not agree on the which same direction? Yeah, which way to go? Uh, <laughs> if you're not walking together in the same direction, how can you be married? If you're not walking in the same direction, how can you live together? Uh, you know, geez, we all know that just being saved and loving the Lord, marriage is hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> right? I yeah. Mean, most of you guys can't even figure out and decide on the same place to eat dinner. <laughs> right? That's a perfect example. Where do you want to eat? Whatever you want. Whatever, Whatever you want. I don't care. Will you please pick something? I don't care. Okay, let's go here. I don't want that. You know, so, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm serious. She loves the Lord with all her heart. I love the Lord with all my heart. We go through our struggles, right? Yeah. I mean, we go through hurdles, obstacles. We, we have those intense moments of fellowship, and we love Jesus. I don't even want to think about what our marriage would be if we weren't going in the same direction. Not good. No, and uh, and we had several discussions about that, even when we were dating. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she wasn't in ministry, I was in ministry. I know what that life is all about, and so she got a, she got a slam dunk education, didn't you, on what it's like to be in the ministry? But if if I had said when we were dating that I did not want to be in ministry, and that's not where I saw my life going, then that he would have probably had to walk away from me because that that was his life purpose and if I didn't have the same life purpose where I wanted to be in ministry this was our life we wanted to devote our lives to serving to serving God then we wouldn't have the same life purpose and so if I was like absolutely not and we've seen marriages like this where a spouse uh, you know even pastors where the the wife just doesn't want anything to do hindered their ministry yeah hindered their ministry hindered their marriage and so that's what we're talking about here is sharing the same like where do you see your life going? Which which way are you guys going to go? And you got to make sure that you're pointed in the right direction. And this is a more practical application because spiritual compatibility huge. But even if you're both Christians and not going in the same direction, don't get married. Because we talked about two non-negotiables. The first one's spiritual and the second one's life purpose. Did you know that you were created for a purpose? I mean, obviously, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know God created you. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, We are His workmanship. He created us in Christ Jesus to do good works. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. What is your life purpose? What is it? Because you've got to find somebody that shares that same thing with you. Hebrews 3.1, Brothers and sisters, you are holy partners in a heavenly calling. I love that. We're holy partners in a heavenly calling. Uh, what we're doing, we're doing together. I don't have this gig and then you got another gig or you got a gig and I got this gig and we just meet in the, get in the middle together and go, we're married. Yeah. God created you for a purpose. He created me for a purpose. And we are putting so much more damage on the kingdom of darkness together. Yeah. What? One can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So now if I've got a call and I know what my life purpose is, you know what you were called and created to do, and then we get together. That's like Wonder Pen- Twin Powers activate. You know? Come on, <laughs> you know, she doesn't know what Wonder Twins are. I don't are. know what that was. I was. I'm way too young for that, apparently. Yeah, but you out there that know, Wonder, uh, our cameraman, he knows Wonder <laughs> Twin Powers activate. And she could always turn into like an animal, and he always turned into like like water ice or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Okay. Okay. I had a cool childhood. But anyway, <laughs> he would turn into like a bucket of water, but then she would turn into an eagle to she grab the bucket the of water. water. Yes. And they'd pour out fires, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. 
Or, like, she would turn into, like, a monkey, but he would turn into, like, an ice ladder so she could climb up. Anyway, we're getting all the... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they battled darkness, people, together, because they both had the same purpose. God, if God called you into ministry in Florida and your person that you're interested in feels a heart calling to be a doctor in Seattle, then I'll tell you what, don't get married. You can be friends. Yeah. You can have you can have a love for one another. It's one of those, you know, on on you know when you're dating first, second, third dates, and you're asking all the important questions. I think like first dates are more like interviews anyway, and you're <laughs> trying to interview. yeah, they feel like a job interview. You're trying to like figure this person out, get some of your like checklists off. But there's always that question like, where do you see yourself in five years or ten years? And if they tell you something, and it's like completely. <laughs> completely different from where you see yourself going, then that right there is, is a non-negotiable. Yeah. That, that's a walk away. But again, you can be friends. And I think you could even have a love for one another. You could have an incredible friendship. You could share emotions, but you shouldn't get married. One has a different life purpose than the other, and your life purposes would always be in constant conflict. Uh, so when you're moving towards your purpose, God is going to bring, and this is important, God's going to bring other people by your side that are going in the same direction you're going. Listen to me, single person. That's the person that you should consider. Those people are the people that you should consider being married to or having life partners with. If I'm going in my direction, if I'm pursuing God's call in my life, I was doing that and Stephanie came along. All right, and so I thought, oh wow, okay, she's moving in the same direction as me. But if you're if you're if you're getting connected with people who have, no, first of all, no care about Christ, no spiritual compatibility, and they don't even want to do the same thing, or they don't even have the same goals. Yeah, and as we're you. not saying you have to have the same job. That's not what this means. No, not at you all. You don't have to. But I'm saying, like, if you are fulfilling the call that God put on your life, which we all should be doing, after all, that's why we were created. And so we're moving this way. Well, chances are. People that are fulfilling that same call, not necessarily job, but call, will be moving in, in the, the same, same path. Whereas people that have a different will go this way. So you don't need to, you don't need to like this, these people because they have nothing together. You need to be right. dating people that are on the same path as you. So if you're doing your thing that you know God has created you to do, and all of a sudden there's people that are around you going in the same direction. Those could be great potential life partners because you're you're sharing the same life purpose. Yeah. Uh, there could be probably many, many more <laughs> that we could talk about tonight as we close. But those are two uh, that you absolutely uh, do not call us, do not email us, do not argue with us, do not say, but, but, but no. The Word of God, we shared it with you tonight. This wasn't like a heart-to-heart, Michael and Stephanie Rowan. Yeah, here's what we share with you from the Word. God says, don't marry an unbeliever. We threw in, don't date one. And then the Bible says, you've got to have two people that are going in the same direction. How can you share life with somebody when you're not going in the same direction? So that's what the Word of God says. And those are two ways of how you can find awesome compatibility and how to pick the right partner. Yes. All right. Tell them a little bit about all the wonderful things and how they can be involved and all that before we're gone. 
Yes, so as always, visit our website. We would love for you to visit our website. Again, you can learn all about us, our history, our bios. You can get gorgeous pictures, you know, if you want to make a screensaver. You can get our itinerary. If you have a garden and you want to scare away birds, then put me on there, though. There's our itinerary if you ever want to see us live in person. Um, there is also a place to um, watch Heart to Heart. There is a place to join our 50 Club, which is our very special group of supporters. There are monthly supporters that support Michael Road Ministries. They keep us on the road. They keep this show going. This ain't free, people. <laughs> this costs money. Moolah. Benjamins. Yes. Yeah, so Cheddar. If you are interested in learning about what the 50 Club is or becoming a part of our 50 Club, there's a link you can um, sign up there. There's also um, a link to, to donate if you just want to bless the ministry. Any a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, anything helps the ministry continue to do what we do. If you're writing a check, million is spelled with two L's. Yeah. A lot of times people get that mixed up, just put one, but it's actually two L's. No, seriously, we'd love for you to sow a seed. Helps us continue to do what we do. And the coolest thing, I'll say this before we go, the coolest thing about the 50 Club is if you do click that link or go to MichaelRoneMinistries.com and get information, Stephanie or myself will be the one to contact you. It is not an administrative assistant. It's not somebody in an office somewhere. You will hear from one of us personally. That's how important our 50 Club is to us. Well, guys, let us bless you before we go. Put your hands out like this on whatever device you're watching on, and we're going to put our hands forward because we're blessing you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. May he cover you with his name, the name of Jesus. We bless you tonight. Guys, thanks for watching Heart to Heart. Share it if you haven't, and we'll see you next Next week. week.